We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone Mania. Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest, I'm the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. He was Moby Dick in a goldfish bowl. Mark Grody with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 the score. Jalen Johnson joins us an hour. We still have tickets to give away to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. And this report with Mark Rohde is brought to you by the Illinois Department of Transportation. Road safety is not a game. Learn more at itsnotagameillinois.com. Also by Plumbers 911, plumbing emergency. Call the plumbing professionals 24-7, 1-833-PLUM-911. Where are my firings, Mark Grody? Well... They are nowhere to be found at the moment, at the moment. But who knows? I mean, <laughs> like everything is still on the table. Like I have my gut says that Matt Eberflus will return, but it's not inconceivable, nor would I be completely shocked if Matt Eberflus was relieved of his duties. And same goes for, for Luke Getze, and I shouldn't say that. I, I have less confidence that Luke Getze is going to survive what goes down with the Bears, and then you know, then we'll have to wait a little while to find out what happens with Justin Fields. I'm, I'm curious as to the vibe um, of the beat as you were up there to watch Matt Eberflus in postgame where – He's kind of making his case for the chemistry of the group and uh, the development on the season. And he's saying what he said to tell the team that, look, you got to put a positive spin about this. It sounds like he's making a case for himself. He's been doing that for a while, too, Speaks. And, and this one was definitely more prominent because it is the finale. And now it's time to sell yourself. But I think for about, I would say, the last month or so, the last four or five games, he has begun most of his press conferences with talking about what they have done well and things that they have overcome and, and playing better in the fourth quarter and not blowing big leads and finishing. Yeah. He has made sure to, to point that out. And I guess... What it does is it, it allows uh, credibility to the idea that he really doesn't know that he really if he is telling if he is trying to 
prove himself through the media. And obviously Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren do watch those press conferences. They do listen to those press conferences. So he knows what he is doing in that regard. And I'll say the same thing for Justin Fields. I've come to the realization, especially last night and maybe over the past several weeks, he really doesn't know. He really does not know. Well, I believe that for Fields, but I think there's a chance that over this last month, Eberflus has been acting and and has known. You think no, though, huh? I think it's possible, but and and we've we've heard the endorsements coming from the right people Hmm. for Matt Eberflus. As Ryan Poles, I think, has endorsed him a couple of times for at least what he has done with the locker room, not necessarily with play calling and the overall execution of being a coach, but he has gone out of his way to say nice things about Matt Eberflus. And then even, you know, to some degree, I was at the at Lurie Children's with with Kevin Warren, and although Warren wouldn't say yes, we're bringing him back. He did go, but well, he didn't go out of his way. He was asked about what he likes about what's going on with the Bears, and he talked about the culture and the locker room, and that obviously is something that is set down by the head coach. We have stuff to get to today, but it will be, I just, it is going to be very interesting to see how they handle the obvious line of questioning that is going to come from your beat if they fire Luke Getze, keep Matt Eberflus, and draft a quarterback why this would not be history repeating itself. Like, they better be ready to really commit that Matt Eberflus is the long-term answer at coach of the Chicago Bears, and they're not going to draft a quarterback and be firing a head coach one year later. And I just, I don't know how you could possibly be convinced of that. But, like, I, I would be asking, like, so has Matt Eberflus gotten a contract extension? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you are positive that four years from now, Matt Eberflus is your head coach because that's what it would be. That's what I would need to hear in order for them to be, to sell me on the culture of the locker room under Matt Eberflus to be willing to draft Caleb Williams and give him a defensive head coach. Or there's one scenario that would be unprecedented and in Bears history, and that would be, and I don't think we would learn this publicly, but that would be they do bring Matt Eberflus back. They give him the vote of confidence. He's under contract, but – they tell him, hey, buddy, you get off to a slow start this year. If things start to get twisted, we will fire you in season. And it has never happened with the Chicago Bears. But, but if they are still... talking about doing things differently at Hallis right. Hall. They have to consider something like that. Or, listen, if you could figure out a way to hire an offensive coordinator that could be a head coach, that is the Dan Quinn to the Mike McCarthy. Right. Everyone in the NFL says Dan Quinn's one of the top 32 head coaches in the NFL. He just happens to be the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. So like, if you could somehow, if, if coaching Caleb Williams is so damn exciting mm-hmm. that you could get Brian Callahan, is that the name in Cincinnati who hasn't called plays yet under Zach Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. Uh, if Eric Bieniemy somehow is going to be going to be a coordinator again, and he knows Ryan Poles, but he could be a head coach, like a, a, a offensive coordinator who could be promoted to head coach and stay then maybe I could wrap my mind around it but I just I just I don't I don't know how who that person is that that you'd be able to hire but let's let's get to the tape from today yeah so the exit interviews going on all day and into the evening at Hallis Hall today where every player gets their say with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus present I'm not sure if Kevin Warren is present in these meetings but the first stop in the locker room today was DJ Moore on his exit interview. Who, my grade? For the meeting, uh, I give it an A+. Plus, you know? <laughs> it was open and honest. Uh, gave good feedback. They gave me their honest opinion on how my year went and uh, everything. And 
I mean, that'll stay between us uh, until they come out later on, and y'all see what happens. So we'll see. Here, the exit interview is an opportunity for you to provide input on what you'd like to do, and if so, do you take advantage of that opportunity? Uh, it is. Uh, I did, and um, like I said, when it come out, uh, whatever happens, happens, and maybe it's what I said uh, they do uh, or not. It's really not up. It's not up to me, but uh, just to have a voice on it is. It's pretty uh, good. They seem receptive to you. Uh, who wouldn't be receptive to me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I got this smile and everything. So were they writing stuff down as you were talking. Of course, I didn't write nothing down. But, uh, I'm just ready to uh, rest up. Without giving away details, how much did Justin come up in the meeting? I mean, he was bored up. Uh, I mean, I bored him up, you know, of course, and. I mean, he's the quarterback for the Chicago Bears until otherwise, and I don't think that's changing anytime soon, so we'll see. How would you like that to work out? Like what, for Justin to be here? I mean, it'll be amazing. You know, nobody wants to really start all the way over and either have a losing season again or maybe have a, what's the quarterback from the Bengals when he came out, Joe Burrow? We could have that kind of season. Uh, you never know. It's a hit or miss. So we'll, we'll, we're going to have to wait and see. Man, that's, it, it, that's been a good the quarterback from the back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> All he cares about is the Bears. Uh, you should know his name. What's the quarterback of the Bengals? Uh, that's oh. 10 Bears right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> That is an amazing soundbite. Go on, speaks. I'm sorry. No, I'm, thinking, I'm sure you had a real thought there. It doesn't matter. Who's Every the yeah. Of course, everybody should care what DJ Moore has to say. Uh, I giggled at the top because I thought he was giving himself an A plus, but it was the exit interview itself he was giving the A plus to. But no, I think he gave himself an A plus. Good. I probably should have explained the context better going into that. What a what a supportive veteran teammate to Justin Fields this man has been. Oh man, at, yeah. at, at every stop he has been, and he's been consistent in the words. Like yep. he has, he's been. It, it feels... not, being, not being afraid to say it in the first place and staying with it. I also thought it was really interesting what he said there at the very end where. Nobody wants to start over and have a losing season again. And you know that's something that he probably said in his exit interview. You know, hey, I'm I'm a veteran now. I'm a star in this league. I'm not here to lose. So I, I would my guess would be that's part of what he imposed in terms of his uh, exit interview meeting today. Who my grade for the meeting? Uh, I give it an A plus. Yeah, so that was him. <laughs> See, my bad. I should have explained that better. Did, did you what, – what happened with you and DJ Moore in the parking lot? Oh, yeah. So I was tasked with giving DJ Moore some cigars from a cigar place store downtown called Biggs, okay? And they wanted to do this. Brad Biggs, not, No, not that Biggs, okay. although I was very confused. Morning, guys. What's going on? <laughs> Morning, boys. Tell me. Morning, boys. What's going on? What's going on, boys? <laughs> well, you are the football man. <laughs> you have the story. You have the story. <laughs> Morning, Brad. Morning, everybody. Morning, Moon. Morning, Mor- Sunshine. Morning, Scars. Morning, Scars. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, what was the question? Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, DJ big, Moore. Big, big, Biggs yeah. gave you cigars. Oh, right. So they gave me because they do a little fun little advertising thing. Maybe they get a good sponsorship rolling. DJ Moore loves cigars. I couldn't find DJ Moore in the locker room on Friday. Just wasn't there. A lot of guys leave yeah. early. So I was like, ah, oh, crap. Now I got to hold on to these damn cigars. So you're staking them out in the parking lot like a creep. No, I was not. That's not what happened at all. I go to the media lot, which is 
very far away from the players' lot and the employees' lot. Like, they put us as far away from Hallis Hall as they possibly can. Well, they don't want the players getting jealous of all the sweet cars that you guys that, drive. That's true. All the Hondas and Toyotas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't want the players to be jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. Exactly. So I'm get, getting my car, getting ready to get out there, and then I see – DJ Moore right behind me get out of a car. I'm like, I open the door. I go, DJ? He's like, yeah. I was like, I got these cigars for you. So I brought him the cigars, and he was very grateful, a little bit confused about what was he going on. He popped out of his car and, and, <laughs> and, and saw me, and I was like, what is going on? But then he told me, y'all, gave me uh, some cigars, so I was happy. That's you what happened. day. That, that, All right. <laughs> a little scared you popped out of the car. Yeah, yeah like, I did. And What's was, this guy doing? Honestly, it was probably pretty aggressive because I, I was looking at the Oh, DJ's here. So out of my out of my Toyota and uh, and there he was. It's a his, fine automobile. Yeah, yeah, and he was in a much finer automobile. But <laughs> but, but yeah, so I But you had the cigars. I, I did have the cigars and they they looked delicious. Chris Emma tried to cuz nobody would have ever known. He kept asking me for a cigar, and I almost gave him one. I'm like, you know what? I can't do that in good conscience because there were like five or six cigars. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if there, but if there are six and you give DJ more five, that's the number that you were given. But, right. Nobody. Right. Nobody it, would. But victimless our, crime. Our nightmare was ship and smoke. They, <laughs> <laughs> that they would have. There would have been one special cigar. That, oh, did he? Did he try the, the Shinehauser? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, or right. whatever it is. He's like, I didn't get a Shinehauser. Yeah, I didn't get the. Oh, you didn't try the Shinehauser. I'm a smoking the Shinehauser in Lincoln Park right now. know. (laughs) German cigars are really where it's at. Famously. Well, Shinehauser. I don't know where where that name came from, but there it is. It's what you went with. They make a lager. (laughs) (laughs) All right, carry on. Cohiba and the Shinehauser. So that's my DJ Moore story of cigars. The exchange went down. That must have looked pretty suspicious with us out in the parking lot. I'm glad nobody spotted that. I have a question just out of the blue. Does Montez sweat like Matt Eberfuss? I think so. I think he does. He does? Yeah, he said yes. Yes, that he likes him, and he actually he we asked for reasons from uh, Sweaty. Smart, he's innovative. Uh, he, he listens to his players. Uh, he trusts his gut and he trusts his players, man. So, yeah, I love to see Flu's black. Management hasn't publicly revealed one way or another whether he will be back. Yeah, as somebody who's here locked in for the long term, how are you going to be following that the next day to however long it takes? I'm sure the news will find me if it need to. I'm not. I'm about to take a a mental break from football. Mental break from social world i'm just locking out my family man C must Flu- be nice see yeah, flus is back i love see flus mm-hmm. back yes uh, all right all right smart innovative yeah i i, I believe <laughs> i believe <laughs> I, well that's you know that's montez yes. I, I believe all of that about maddie beflus as a defensive coordinator yeah i don't believe that that is like irreplaceable but i absolutely believe that he has fostered a culture that the players like. There is feedback. It's a healthy locker room, and that he has done a nice job as defensive. I think that's all true, I, and I also think that that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody in that locker room likes him. So I mean, oh, that, that, that part of it, I think. I mean, nobody, nobody, all, uh, not everybody's going to like the boss. It's just the way it goes. So of course, yeah, it's not uh, here, Mark. We yeah. love you, Mitch. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. One hundred percent. And the new guy. We love the new guy. Too. We are the mm-hmm. exception. Yes. How was the new guy? I heard that the new guy was in here today. We met him Any briefly. Any comments? Yeah. We met him briefly. Okay. The, the, he is meeting everybody here at, at uh, 2 p.m. So, frankly, a little disrespectful oh, to, okay. to the yeah, afternoon yeah, show, yeah. If, I'm, yeah. if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I'm being honest. 
Uh, but no, he seems like a great guy. It's, everything's fine. Okay, good. Jack Sanborn <laughs> was uh, in the locker room today. I haven't talked to Jack Sanborn for a while, mm. but he was being pretty straight up about the fact that, yeah, the, the Bears got better this year, especially relative to last year, but it's still not good enough. Got to get better. And everyone real, everyone knows that. Um, you know, this organization, obviously I've grown up here, uh, didn't know, know the history of it, and it's not – it's not for fourth place in the division. You know. um, even though you can say, oh, you know, good division, you know, not many teams that were really that bad. Uh, it's fourth in the division. And um, I think that's the goal every year is to beat, beat those other three teams. And um, we didn't do that enough, and we didn't win enough games, and that kind of is the reason why. As somebody who grew up here, do you appreciate the debate now that's going on about Justin or drafting a quarterback? It, it, it seems like it's taken over the Bears' fan base the last couple of years. Uh, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously I don't look at everything. I'm sure there's a lot of speculation going around about what's going to happen. But all, all I can say on that is, you know, I love Justin. You know, obviously I competed against him in college. Um, watched him come into the league and now being his, his teammate for the past two years. I mean, just a great guy, great competitor. And, uh, yeah, so obviously, like you said, I mean, similar to what you were saying, that's not my, my decision to make, but I'll always stand by Justin. These guys are all handling all of this stuff very well. No one's creating a headline or a distraction or anything like that. And I think that it's genuine that they love Justin. And Justin is revered and feared by players. I know this is silly, and I've mentioned it a bunch throughout the year. He was voted the 86th best player in the NFL by the players coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Well, he did do some pretty spectacular things I, last and year. And he still does. I, I, yeah. I know, and he does some spe- and he's done some spectacular yeah. things. That, like, my guess is he'll be on the list again. J- just ba- just based on he's had better games throwing the football. He did not have a historic rushing season right. this year like, like like he did last year, but he is a defensive coordinator's nightmare. He's tough to tackle. The plays never over. He makes plays that five guys in the world maybe can make was with his in, athleticism. Was it in the the Albert Breer piece a, a couple weeks ago, maybe on a Monday morning quarterback, the that Justin will always scare two coordinators, the opposing defensive coordinator and his own offensive uh-huh. coordinator? Yeah, right. So the, he is – I think all of the stuff about Justin comes across very genuine. It does, uh, and I also think what I also kind of inferred from – from Jack Sanborn was that they're very interested to find out themselves. Like they, they, they don't like sure. the theme of, we don't know. They are paying attention to what we're saying and tweet. They're looking for all the same things that we are right now. So they're just as fascinated and interested. All right, let's get through these last ones. Here. All right. Uh, Mercedes Lewis seems to be uh, preaching continued patience with Justin Fields. I mean, you guys see what I see. Uh, an amazing athlete. I feel like uh, he's continuing to develop. Uh, and to be honest, like, no matter if you're in your third year or your 18th year, development is a process, right? Uh, and if you're somebody that understands that the room for growth is always spacious, then you're going to hmm. continue to grow. And I feel like he's at that spot. Uh, I feel like he's done a really good job of um, getting better every day. Um, he's a guy that, you know, wants to win and wants to be great. So um, I tip my hat to him uh, for just going out there and doing his best, you know, with, with what he's given. And 
you know, that's all you can do is be your personal best. You live with the results, have no regrets. Uh, so, um, you know, the other things that you're asking is, you know, that's not my job to to kind of answer those type of questions. But just as a player and as a person, um, he wants to be right. And um, when you have that, you give yourself a chance. So you think the organization sh- should continue to develop him, continue to have that patience with Justin Fields based on what you've seen from Justin Fields? I think, you know, that's going to be up to the organization in general, but I feel like Justin is a guy that wants to be great. He loves being here. Uh, His teammates love him. So, I mean, that's all I can really give you as far as that's uh, concerned, but uh, like I said, you know, he's, he did some things this year that kind of wowed me. So um, definitely a guy that's getting better for sure. That's good stuff from Mercedes Lewis, man. He sounds like a sage old veteran. Yeah, he does. he is. He yeah. led, he, hey, he led the, the league this year in uh, veteran days off, so or rest days. <laughs> it was always on the injury report. That's rest phenomenal. Well, and he said he's playing next year, right? Yeah, he wants to keep going, He's going to play at 40. He yeah. said he doesn't look, doesn't look 40 on the film. You know, Room for growth is always spacious, Speaks. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I knew you'd like that, man. That belongs on Instagram, yeah, like motivational message. It, yeah. it, Justin, in Justin's post game, he said two things that I think most of us agree with one he said this you know, I, th- I think i you know gotten better tremendously I, I he's gotten better tremendously he said he's only getting better i think we all it's slow but you know he's getting better and then this one all i can control is you know what i did do and um i gave him my all he gave it his all dude busted his ass Try, you can he, say that honestly and i can back that up can say it yeah. honestly and they all see it and that's what matters yeah. and they know it is he gonna make the jump though he got better where the the jump didn't happen the the big jump has not occurred and that's what has a lot of people nervous and if the argument is he needs a franchise left tackle and another franchise wide receiver and 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 you know what i mean like, yeah yeah does he need all of that to be a good quarterback so you're saying <laughs> you're saying for justin to be great you can't you, you had a trade down right. from Caleb and you can't use either of the first round picks on a defensive end. Right. Right. He needs the left tackle well, and the second receiver. You know what I mean? Like that that's not if that's the case, then you are making more of a Brock Purdy argument than a he is a future MVP argument. Yeah, and you know what? Like he has not shown the ability to overcome on the field like yesterday the offensive line was bad they were without you know dj moore was the only receiver really going there's a really nice catch by cole Komet. so but can he make other guys better i don't think he has shown that ability as of yet so um final couple of things here first Montez Sweat, one last thing from Sweat. I noticed, you know, he didn't really laugh a whole lot today. Usually there's like five or six barreling laughters from him. It's the best laugh in Chicago sports. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And he was he was asked a good question, which I'm going to play. <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah, one. Like, that's a good one. We didn't get that today. As a matter of fact, there was a, a sad, downtrodden laugh today. Is there anyone you're going to recruit in free agency? <laughs> Not necessarily. Uh, I'll let the boys handle that. <laughs> oh, man. Smart question. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a smart yeah. question. It's, a, uh, it's kind um, of a sad laugh and also like, I'm not telling you guys. I'm not playing your <laughs> yeah, dumbass yeah. game. That's funny, though. I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not entertaining you guys uh-huh. anymore. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah. I got this box here. I'm trying to get out. Um, I don't know if you get. Did you guys happen to um, hear my little back and forth with Jaquan Brisker or see the tweet 
that I sent out. And this was uh, he ripped the Green Bay Packers wide receivers yesterday wow. in the locker room, saying things like uh, that he has no respect. For those guys, he's called them fake tough guys. Wow. He said there was a lot of trash talk after week one, right? Yeah, that, that lingered with the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said and he got <laughs> chippy a few times yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that they do dirty stuff. And so I, I tweeted the entire conversation, and it is just like it, it basically went viral. And I kind of, I was, I was feeling kind of bad. I'm like, oh man, the, the like, because people are just tr- like from Green Bay Bears fans, everybody trashing Brisker. And I was thinking, oh, man, he's not going to be happy with me. Well, right before I came in here, Prisker retweeted the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> the one that he was. He does not give a damn. Yeah, who Aaron Jones of the Packers quote tweeted it, too, taking oh, wow. a shot at Brisker. So, yeah. I um, missed this corner. So, so, in other words, he is he has doubled down on the, the tweet. So, wow. it's pretty, pretty hilarious. And finally, as you uh, drive up to the entrance of Hallis Hall today, there was a row of signs stuck in the ground in support of Justin Fields saying things like, we want Fields. Yep. And I applaud that fan or maybe <laughs> maybe father-son tandem uh-huh. or something who did it. The Legue brothers were out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 support, I support them because that, that was a great idea. They, yeah. know, they know the route to Hallis Hall. They know where the media drives. They know Ryan Poles has deleted Twitter. They knew everybody was going to share it. But that was not like some sort of organized fan no. outpouring. The- like they crowdsourced a billboard <laughs> that everybody got. Like I think all of them were put in the ground with like the same type of like I don't even know what those things are called. Like the the stakes in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one dude. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah, it was. That, that's what it, exactly what it was. There was probably about 10, 15 fans uh, around the team bus too last night that were chanting for Justin Fields as well, and he acknowledged them, got on the bus. Great, and that was that. Great, so. he deserves it, man. Yep, he's un- unbelievably likable. You know who had a terrible game yesterday is is our our friend in your. Tevin Jenkins struggled yeah, he did. mightily. No doubt about it. It was a rough one for Tevin Jenkins. It was a rough one for the offensive line. Dan Feeney, unfortunately, lost a couple of bears uh, <laughs> with his performance at center. A couple of low snaps. You know, Should have had Doug Kramer in there. Yeah, he well, time. I, I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. He had every opportunity to, to get in there. But, yeah, it was a poor performance for the offensive line yesterday. All right, Grody, I'm sure we'll be talking to you uh, throughout the week. You expect press conferences Wednesday, Thursday? Probably. Yeah, I'm thinking Wednesday or Thursday. I am guessing. I'm going to guess Wednesday. Okay. Yep. Thank you, sir. Later, guys. Good stuff. Uh, we have Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. Uh, long, long list of topics to to get to with him today, including how his exit interview went but Speaks is wondering if he's being a meatball about something it's next on the score the parkinson spiegel show i don't know what's going on with any of it afternoons on the score as fields keeps it and slides Ooh, that's gonna be a don't see the flag yet he fields is shaken up that was owens jonathan owens who delivered the blow but right there that was an interesting no call i would have probably called that Gene, what do you see here? You know, when when Fields starts to slide, as Tony said, he still has to be down. The defensive player committed. The shoulder did not contact his head. It contacted his shoulder, so I think they pass on that, and I think it's a good call, fellas. Fields looked like he was hurt. He's fine. He hands it off. It happened again. I don't even remember what week I called for it. It was middle of the season. It's like, wait, Eberflus could score some points. There's an easy win for him here. 
uh, with the locker room and the fan base, this is when things were, were going more poorly uh, than they finished. And I was like, take the opportunity. Go out there and defend your quarterback, mm-hmm. man, because he just, he just doesn't get these calls. It's crazy. Yeah, because somebody else did it. That's why. Like, who, who did it? Was uh, somebody for, on the team, like a teammate did it when well, Brisker, it should have been Br- Flus. Brisker did it. It's Brisker. Yeah, yeah. Br- Brisker, Brisker did it. But it's, it's just- I think that's when you were calling for the Flus. And, and like, he threw his arms up there. Yeah, yesterday, and then he was asked about it, and he's like, "Well, you know, I say I pointed out to the refs before the game, and we, I always, I'm talking to, him, we're we're dealing with the league on, and I was like, yeah, but, but, but be loud about it, be loud about be it, be loud about How it. How about be loud right there about it when he's asked about it? Listen to this mealy mouth crap. Where's the fire and the passion? Yeah, it it was way across the field, so I couldn't see if it was a hit, you know, to the head or not, and and I think the replay showed it wasn't. Um, but uh, again, that's the process that the NFL has, you know, for that. And it's a good process because you know you want to get guys that are injured, that are wobbly or whatever, off the field to get them checked. And that's what they did. And they took them to the tent. And in the tent is a is an independent doctor, which is which is everybody has that. And then there's our trainer and our doctor. And the independent doctor clears them, and he cleared them pretty quick. You know, it was like one play, and he sent them back in. But the process is there, you know, for that reason. So and and then there's a follow up and it's like more milly mouth crap and he's not where how about some anger how about some genuine freaking anger because I'm feeling the anger not a single call all year long it's about more than yesterday we could debate the merits of that play and that particular call yeah from yesterday but it's the fact that there's been what seven of them nine of them just in our own experience this year. Yeah. I mean, like he doesn't seem like he's genuinely pissed about it. That pissed me off. Am I I a meatball? No, I, man, I, I'm in agreement with you. Bernstein's in agreement with you. I I don't, I don't think that makes you a meatball. I think it's like, Hey man, defend your guy. I want him to be firing with brimstone, defending his guy. I no, I reacted to it. Yeah. I reacted to it for sure. No, you didn't. Not really, (laughs) Matt. Not really. Threw an arm up in the air. Yeah, it scream, stomp your feet, stomp your stomp your feet. Uh, I listen. Spit into the air. I, I'm with you. I more so than on the field. I've been calling for the bully pulpit. Use the microphone. Here you are. Go go viral. Yes. Make show up on NFL Network. Eat the fifty thousand dollar fine. You know whatever it would be. He doesn't do that. He never chooses that kind of thing. He's very measured. Yeah. I get it. But yeah. my goodness. No, it's been there. You know. You know what I felt like? I felt like uh, like where's Ozzy Gian? Would Ozzy Gian come out here? Is it, it, like because Ozzy used to like say when he was really pissed off about stuff, it would, it would make you feel good, make you feel better than than rooting for your god awful team. Well, can I interest you in a Teddy Bruschi? Sure right here when it comes to Justin Fields and get to the officiating on how these officials look at him. Okay, because I've seen enough of him getting hit when he slides, getting hit uh, illegally when they should be calls. I'm calling, this is what Eberflus should have been doing for the last four weeks. It's like, listen, man, you've got a franchise quarterback here, and these guys are teeing off That's on one. this. They're teeing off on this guy, and these officials think just because oh. he's big, strong, and fast that when he starts to slide, he really doesn't mean it. So I got to slam him down. I got to do things like this because, ref, how am I supposed to bring him down? When are the officials going to give him the respect that he deserves? Deserves because this can be the future of the league in this guy's face right here in Justin Fields. Yeah, I wish Teddy Bruschi was the coach. Oh, no. <laughs> no he's I a defensive know. guy, too. <laughs> Iron offensive so you guy. Would, you wouldn't trade him in. No, no. Of course not. No, I don't, listen, I don't, think it makes you, I don't think it makes you meatball at all. I, it is too late. That's the thing. It's too late. Yeah.
Um, yeah, he had his chances. Um, Fields, uh, when he slides, I still feel like Justin is too upright when he slides. Sure, like the top half. Now of you're his, blaming the victim. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. The top half of his body is more upright. Uh, upright when some other player quarterbacks slide, they straighten out and they put the back down low and they get lower to the ground. I feel like when Justin's back is upright, it kind of it makes it harder to call because defensive players who happen to be going towards him end up hitting him high. And I wonder if the refs are not calling it because of the way that Justin slides still. I, I think it's probably a combination of he's big, he's a runner, how he slides. I don't think there's a grand conspiracy against the quarterback of the Chicago Bears named Justin Fields. Nor and, do I. And this is like a bad string of correlated events. But he's not getting the calls that he should not a, not a e- single call e- all year long is crazy he, even if he got a third of them yeah right uh three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven in bridgeport bill is on the park hey, Spiegel show what up bill hey guys thanks for taking the call great show thank you, you know, a couple of weeks back i was really disagreeing with you about using the first pick to get a marvin harrison jr even though everybody was talking about i know bernstein and hoff that you don't take the uh, wide receiver with the first pick. But after watching yesterday and the fact that they played just like the first four games, it's a shame the season is over because they really owe us a lot of conversation about how they played so badly yesterday when they reverted back six weeks of good play and they went right back to the first four games. I'm now in the camp that agrees more with you that says, let's clean house, guys. All right, so that last game really did sway things for you, Bill. Appreciate the call. I I wouldn't I understand why it would be weighed, not because it's your rival with the Packers, but because there were seven pieces of data where it felt like Fields was healthy, had understood the system, and has a representative supporting cast around him on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, right? That's post Montez sweat trade. And the Packers thing should factor in a little bit for the organization, not because they're the state to the north of you. Man, they're in your division. If you think, ah, even if our quarterback hits his ceiling, he's still worse than that guy. Yeah. They're within five months of each other in age. That does matter. Like, do, do you really want to commit to our guy can't be as good as that guy and they're going to be here together for the next decade? It's not Kirk Cousins, who's 36. You know what I mean? It's, it's not even Jared Goff who's six years older than him. They're the same age. This is a young guy (laughs) who is just through for 4,030 touchdowns, and he's on your rival, and you just saw it to bracket the season. It is part of why it matters. In the seven games, I have the stats for Justin Fields in these seven games. 1,300 yards passing, five touchdown passes, three interceptions. All right, say, say, say this again. I'm sorry. These are yep. the stats for yep. the seven, seven games. Seven games. I just want to write it out real quick. These seven games. Yep. 1,300 yards passing. Okay. 61% completion percentage. Not good enough, yep. Five touchdown passes, three interceptions, took 20 sacks, three rushing touchdowns, six fumbles, and an 82.2 quarterback rating. 82.2 quarterback rating over these seven games. It's just not, I mean, it's not good enough, right? I mean, Jordan Jordan Love 
in just that that exact same span, mm-hmm. just for point point of comparison here, because he was 16 touchdowns, one interception coming into the game, and then he had two yesterday. So that's so he's he's 18 touchdowns, one interception, plus two rushing touchdowns. So total touchdowns for Jordan Love 20 is 20 with one interception. He did have the fumble yesterday, so now it's one interception and one fumble since week 11. For and, and as a team. Uh, with the defense playing very, very well, other than the final week, they went four and three in the seven games, two and two against the division in the last in the seven games. It's not good enough. And it, you know it as you're watching it yesterday. Not good enough. I think I have not quite scientific, but close data on how much the game yesterday meant to Bears fans. We'll do that before Jalen Johnson next on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. A source told the Parkinson Spiegel Show on 670 to score. I know those guys. Afternoons on the score. Now Justin Fields missed four games, Tony, in the middle of the season. And once he came back, things began to click all the way around this franchise. He's won four of the last five games. He's looked solid. And as you said it, today he's trying to make one last statement about being the future of the franchise for the Chicago Bears. And I think today will determine that more than people realize. He knows it. I hope Tony Romo was as wrong about that as he was the name of the Washington football team and the name of the Bears offensive coordinator and other things throughout the broadcast. Now, hold on. Now, I feel like you're sub-taking me. What do you mean? Well, I said this game mattered for my evaluation for Justin Fields. And I I think I've made the case pretty clearly why I think it should have mattered. And I think it did matter. And Tony says that it matters. And Bernsey spends a long time saying, if you believe that, you're an idiot. And Tony's an idiot. And now you're referencing it blithely, like like perhaps I'm the idiot is what I feel you're intimating. And I do not feel like an idiot, I sir. would just come out and say it. No, uh, there's, <laughs> this needs to be intimation. You know, no, I, I respect that, actually. I'm saying, like, of course it matters a ton to fans. I don't think one data point to a sound process that is supposed to be devoid of emotion inside the walls of Hallis Hall needs to be weighed any bigger than the Lions game or the Falcons game or the Cardinals game or the Browns game. Okay, so one of these seven. Yeah. One of these seven games. But you yourself just said that they're in the division and they have a better quarterback and that should matter. It does matter. So that gets added in. So it, now it already matters more than the Detroit game or the Arizona game. I, again, it it matters. It would not have. It could not matter enough to sway me off. Of, they had the number one pick before the game, man. No, Justin Fields could throw for six hundred yards and five touchdowns, mm. and they still would have had the number one pick in the draft. Oh boy, that'd be a big story. That, it'd, be, it'd be a big story. Like, We'd love, be talking a lot more about that. I actually, I thought the, I got to give him credit. I thought the bar, <laughs> I thought the Barstool tweet was funny. The, the Justin Fields was fifteen hundred and twenty-eight yards away from the first four thousand yard season in Bears <laughs> history. I thought that, that was funny. funny. That was a funny tweet. Yeah. Uh, but I think I have some data on how much it mattered to fans. Okay. Um, on New Year's Eve. Eight days before this game uh-huh. against the Packers, I sent out a tweet that said, uh, "Is Matt Eberf- do you want Matt Eberflus to be the coach of the Bears next year? Yes or no? 5,800 votes. 61% said no. I remember that because I was, I was, yeah, okay, 61% right, no. Right, right. It was 61% no sure. after the best game that Justin has played in the NFL and a Bears win, right? 
61% no. One game later, do you want Matt Eberflus to be the coach of the Bears next year and beyond? 88% no. One game moved the masses roughly 30% negative. And you can say recency bias, and that's not scientific polling and, and all of that stuff. I, I get it. That's life of watching football and being a football fan. Yeah. And a horrendous performance on both sides of the ball against a division rival that you thought maybe you'd caught up to a little. So it'll be interesting to see if after all of those votes of confidence from Ryan Poles, including pregame on the flagship towards Matt Eberflus, if he's with the 30% who in that polling in the subset of my Twitter followers changed their opinion. After the Packers game. Just for reference, two other polls that I put out after this game. Yeah, you're the king of Twitter polls. I don't know. It's just been kind of fun right after the game when you know all Bears fans are online hey, and it's going to get a ton of circulation. I, I think it's a great it's a great use of, uh, of the product. Justin Fields, do you want him to be the quarterback next year and of the future? When I last checked, there were 7,300 votes. 54% said no. Wow. So it had gotten over 50% no. After last week... I don't know what the number would have been. I didn't do a poll after last week's game, but they were chanting his name at Soldier Field. It certainly was feeling over 50%, yes. You know, uh, Green Bay fans were chanting, we want Justin, yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. In a trolling fashion. Clever. Um, Last one that I did yesterday. If you had to pick one, Fields and Eberflus or Caleb and offensive coach? Want to take a guess at how that one broke down? Fields and Eberflus or Caleb and offensive coach. I'm going to go 80% Caleb and offensive coach. Right on it. 78%. So, that I mean, that's pretty dramatic. Yeah. From where this fan base was just one week ago. I agree. So, now people were saying, well, you didn't give me Caleb and Eberflus as an option. You didn't give me Drake. I know. I just wanted to make, if those were the two choices and you had to choose. Yeah. Could you fire up a poll for me? Shane, um, Shane, can you help me out here? Danny's really good with the polls on Twitter. Here's my suggestion. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Mm. Yes or no? It hasn't been done before. Right. That's, that's a new thought. Or maybe we could do something else. Something about focaccia, by the way. Would you ever mail someone a full focaccia? And if so, how much bubble wrap would you use? Something like that. I'm just, These I'm just spitballing. Niche, niche poll questions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm here. I'm here for the sports. I don't know what you guys are talking about. We got a new market manager today. I'm putting my best foot forward. We're not talking about bread. We're not talking about the spaghetti. Speaks, you remember like 20 years ago when people just started mailing each other focaccias and like this is crazy time. We yeah. all felt unsafe. Yeah, man, <laughs> all I these know. Carbs coming in the mail. Right. It's like, boy, what's this powder on the outside of this? I'm well, afraid. when you've made the the declaration that you're not going to buy it and bring it into your own home, someone has to send it to you. Yeah, that's right. So feel free to send me bottles of scotch. Sure. I said I'm it. not going to bring them. Yeah. No, I'm here for sports i don't know what do you guys think about the quarterback <laughs> hey we should talk about it <laughs> really is best foot forward for shane tevin jenkins actually just tweeted since this segment has started that Uh-oh. he apologizes to bears fans because he had his worst game of the year oh, uh, oh really uh, yeah yeah oh, we'll man. ask jalen johnson that's about adorable. about his exit just interview had a son and more or hey, a daughter honestly that's probably why he's probably tired yeah. uh jalen johnson next on the score T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.